Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State podcast. As always, your host, Kurt Stubbs. I hope everybody uh, is doing well out there. Um, it is a rainy um, Friday here in central Ohio. Uh, hoping some nice weather, more nice weather around the corner as we move forward into May. Uh, you know, we got our economy starting to open back up. Um, Retail is going to be in full swing. Restaurants uh, starting to slowly open back up. So, you know, hopefully we are on the um, right side of this now and uh, we can start to ease our way back into some normalcy. But uh, with that being said, uh, I was sitting around, I was thinking, you know, a few weeks ago after we completed the 25th anniversary series. You know, what, what could we do next? What would the viewers uh, be interested in? And I was sitting there, I think it was about four weeks ago now, and um, watching the first couple episodes of The Last Dance, and I got to thinking, you know what? I got something in mind. Um, so this was kind of, uh, this series is kind of inspired by that. Um, I've always kind of wanted to t- tell this story and it's an entirety, uh, and we're going to do that. Uh, this is going to be a four-part series because there, there's uh, so many layers to this, and um, it was a, uh, a journey that covered four, four seasons. Um, so we figured, you know, let's break this up into kind of a, a mini-series, kind of like they did uh, with The Last Dance, obviously, not... Uh, <laughs> Not as well done as that, but um, this should be pretty cool uh, in its own right. And uh, like I said, this is something, this is a a story I've been wanting to tell. uh, And our guest was um, gracious enough to join us uh, for this four-part series. And um, so I I guess we should start with, um, you know, where we're heading in this. All right, so this is... uh, this is going to be a, a four-part series, and we're going to do uh, one season uh, in each of the parts. Uh, and we are going to um, journey through um, John Diebler's career uh, at Fostoria in Upper Sandusky. And uh, I'm titling this The Chase. Uh, and, and as you will hear, uh, this is not something that he ever really set out to do and really not even until his senior season did this really even cross his mind um, that, that this record was even a thing or or even attainable. So uh, again, like I said, we're going to title this The Chase, uh, and, and he is chasing down uh, Jay Burson's career scoring record of 2,958 points. And, and for those of you out there that maybe not have been uh, old enough to remember this. This was, you know, uh, John started his high school career 17 years ago, um, finished it in 2007. So a lot of you guys uh, that listen to this, I know might have been younger at that time. Uh, Twitter was not, uh, Twitter had been invented, but, you know, the common folk were not using it yet, more so <laughs> your MySpace and Facebook. But um, it would have been incredible, uh, Instagram, Twitter and those things would have been around uh, for this chase, but 
the good thing is, is uh, we get to tell this, we get to retell this story uh, and hear it uh, from the man uh, himself. Uh, John Diebler, like I said, was gracious enough to, to come on and talk about this. And we were really honored to have him uh, throughout this series. But uh, the, the story uh, starts at Fostoria, um, where John um, started his freshman season there. But uh, the story uh, can't start without, you know, his, his father, Keith, who uh, was the head coach there at Fostoria. Uh, he spent four seasons at Fostoria, but he was at, at uh, Gibsonburg before that for 17 seasons. Uh, Keith was a 1970 graduate of Colonel Crawford. So he, he takes over at Fostoria, um, and Fostoria was 5-16 and 16 the year prior to, he, to, to him getting there. Uh, and, and once he gets there, they roll off records of 15 and 7, 12 and 9, 17 and 5. And then in John's uh, freshman season, they go 19 and 4, which ultimately would be the Diebler's last season at Faustoria. But as I mentioned, you know, Keith was at Gibsonburg uh, before that. And uh, John and, and Jake, a lot of you uh, remember Jake as well being on those. Uh, upper Sandusky, the Upper Sandusky State Championship team, and then obviously at Fostoria, uh, now an assistant at Ohio State. But a lot of you may not remember Jeremiah, who was um, the actually the state's leading scorer uh, in 1999-2000 with uh, over 30 points a game at Gibsonburg. He scored 1,709 career points himself. He was the Ohio Division Four Co-Player of the Year. He had games of 60 and 50, respectively, his senior year. Uh, Jeremiah played his first two seasons at one of uh, one of the league rivals uh, of Fostoria and Upper Sandusky, which is Willard, uh, before moving over to play for his father, Gibsonburg, his junior and se- senior seasons. Uh, so the story kind of starts with Keith. Um, it, it moves to Jeremiah, who, like I said, uh, you know, pre pre-Twitter, pre-social media. Uh, Jeremiah could really put the ball in the basket. It's interesting to hear what John uh, says about, you know, Jeremiah and his game and, you know, how both he and Jake helped develop John uh, moving forward. But uh, Keith, uh, this year at Fostoria, ends up uh, winning the coach of the year in the district along with St. Mary's as Josh Leslie. Josh would go on to win a state championship in 08 at Ottawa-Glandorf. So Diebler comes in, um, and this is his fourth season, which would be Jake's junior year and, and John's freshman year at Fostoria. This is a season that uh, uh, was 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 pretty impressive. Uh, they uh, won 13 games in a row. Uh, they finished 10th in the AP poll, so they were getting some respect. Uh, they won uh, the their first NOL title since the 1990-91 season. They won the league title um, on February 27th of 2004, and they win their first sectional uh, since 1994. Uh, The season ended in the district to the eventual state champions, Ottawa-Glandorf, but it was, uh, as I mentioned, a 13-game winning streak headlined that season. Uh, Jake and John really... um, Really, you know, kind of had a, a fantastic season for the Redmen. Uh, Jake, if we if we look at Jake, um, you know, Jake was 
was a uh, sophomore, second team All Ohio, and uh, second team All Ohio as a junior, which was the year we're talking about here, uh, 2003, 2004. And, and Jake was really just a, a stat sheet stuffer uh, his entire career. He was just that guy that would run through a brick wall, do whatever it takes to win, and I really enjoyed watching him play. Um, he actually, so when they, they would end up leaving Fostoria, as most of you know, um, and heading to Upper Sandusky after uh, John's freshman season. But when they left there, Jake was the all-time leading scorer at Fostoria, the all-time leading assist man, all-time leading steals, all-time leading three-point pointers made. So, um, but, you know, we'll talk about uh, Jake's senior season, which was their first year at Upper, uh, a little more in, in episode two. Uh, but, you know, Jake... Uh, was definitely a, a fantastic player in his own right. Went on, had a great career there. Valparaiso uh, has been an assistant at Ohio State. Went down to Vanderbilt with Bryce Drew. Now he's back uh, at Ohio State. So we'll, we'll talk about Jake a lot through the podcast. But uh, the first season, though, um, we're just gonna the first episode. We're just really gonna uh, dive into this this uh, first year here for John uh, as a freshman at Fostoria 2003-2004 season uh you know when you when you look at this and and John talks about this being a a skinny six foot five hundred and sixty something pound freshman he had games of 25 35 49 37 46 uh he hit a game winner uh against Galleon so so he did some some pretty incredible things as a freshman uh, Jake also would go over a, Jake would go over a thousand that year. Um, so there's a lot to get into, um, in this freshman season for John at Fostoria and, and, um, he tells, uh, some really good stories about his freshman year there playing with his brother, playing for his dad. So without further ado, let's jump into this first season, um, uh, with the Fostoria Redmen, 2003, 2004. Here we go. John, when I was uh, going through the research on this, man, there's there's a there's a lot that goes into this uh, with your career at uh, Upper Sandusky and and before that, obviously uh, the one year at, at Fostoria. But you know, for some of my younger listeners, because we we have a ton of those guys that are still in high school or you know just into college, they may not be as familiar with you know what you what you guys accomplished uh, as a team and, and yourself individually in high school. But, you know, a lot of people do remember you um, one of the most beloved Buckeyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to spend too much time on that, but the one, the one question that I always have about, you know, your, your career at Ohio state, you, you come off of just an unbelievable high school career and you come into Ohio state. And uh, obviously that's a huge transition um, what, what was that big learning curve for you? Because, you know, when you got to Ohio state, I think you shot well, 29% or something oh, from, from three. What, <laughs> what, what do you think was the biggest transition for you from the, you know, the high school game, uh, to obviously high major college basketball? Yeah, no, it's, um, 
I mean, just just going into college and then, uh, you know, the speed of the game, the strength, the athleticism is just completely different. I mean, you're going from playing against, um, you know, maybe depending on, you know, what, what level you play at in high school or, you know, what division you are, people in your league, maybe playing a couple high major division one basketball players a year, if you're lucky, to, you know, playing, you know, everyone was the best player on their high school team. That's on your team. Right. College. And then, uh, you know, playing against in the Big Ten and at a school like Ohio State against all these very, very good teams. You know, I think I thought I was mentally prepared for it. You know, I knew it was going to be tough. I think there was a perception that because of my high school career, a lot of people thought, oh, he's going to come in and he's going to average 20 a game easy. And mentally, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I was just, you know, whatever playing time I was able to get, I was going to be thankful for. I was just going to come in and bust my butt and try and do what I can to help the team win. And, you know, with the people that left the year before, you know, Evan Turner and I were kind of thrown into the fire there. And uh, Coach Mata put his trust in us. And um, Coach Rich, our strength coach, got us got us as ready as we could. We both put on weight, got stronger. And, you know, we didn't – Evan performed pretty well the second half of the season, but uh, we both struggled early on. And it's just – it's a it's a huge transition. Um, you know, some people – transition easy um you know for myself it was it was difficult it was more the mental aspect honestly I think there was just you know being from Ohio and with my prep career and um the things that I had accomplished not only individually but as a team I think there was a perception that you know I was going to come in and light the world on fire but uh (laughs) I knew that wasn't the case but at the same time you know there's there's that mental aspect that I think I don't think I was ready for that um, it just seemed like every time I shot the ball, it was like everyone kind of held their breath to see if it was going in. <laughs> I was not making shots. So, um, you know, honestly, it, it helped me down the road. And the, I can look back on it now and kind of chuckle at, at uh, you know, the lack of my mental toughness and whatnot for my freshman year of college. But it was a great experience. I mean, we had uh, a great team, great guys on the team. And, um, you know, I think that helped with uh, not only my success, but the, the team's success down the road. Yeah, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I might have my years wrong, but did that season end for you guys in the Garden? Did you, yeah, that, to, that was you guys, the year we won the NIT. <laughs> right, yeah, you guys, you played really well in, in New York City that um, that year to end your freshman year. But, you know, as you moved forward at Ohio State, the shooting uh, really started to adjust, and you were, I think, what, fifth. 50% from three uh, your last year there at Ohio State, um, obviously playing with uh, not only a talented group of guys, but, I mean, probably the best chemistry I've ever seen um, in my lifetime from a Buckeyes, you know, standpoint. And, you know, I'm sure that's still a, a sore spot, that 2010-2011 team. I mean, to be honest with you, and I'm not a Buckeye homer by any means, but, you know, I, I think you play Kentucky 10 times that year and you win probably eight. Yeah, um, probably. I mean. But, that, but you know what? That's that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. I mean, right. when was the last time you can remember where the favorite or the number one seed in tournament won the NCAA tournament? Right. And yeah, that's crazy. The beauty of it. That's what makes it the. I think it's the greatest sporting event in the world, outside yeah. of the Olympics. M- money, money says that as well. I mean, as far as I mean, you know, without the tournament this year, I mean, that's a, it's a billion dollar. You know, because yeah. 
I'm sure, you know, guys like us, we, we really like college basketball and I'm assuming you probably follow it throughout the season. But to be honest with you, not I mean, unless you just really like it, not a whole lot of people follow every single game of college basketball. But when the tournament comes, oh, you know, great. everybody everybody's an ex, everybody's filling out a bracket and yeah. and ju- jumping in and all that. So it, I mean, it's, it, it's just it's one game. I mean, that's what makes it so anyone can beat anyone on any given day. And, you know, we just happened to be on the wrong end of that. I mean, we were, I still believe we were the best team in the country. And I don't say that in a conceited way. I just think that, you know, with the players we had and our body of work, you know, the Big Ten was tough that year. And Mm -hmm. our only losses were at Purdue and at Wisconsin. And they both were top 10 teams. So it was, um, it was tough. It was tough, but it was a heck of a ride. And, you know, we lost a couple heartbreakers my junior year, losing to Tennessee in the Sweet 16 by two, I believe. So, and then my sophomore year, losing in overtime at Dayton to Siena. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't been too lucky in the NCAA tournament now that I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, mo- most people look back on your, your career at Ohio state. And, and obviously it was ultra successful, uh, not only for you personally, you end up being the all time leading three point maker uh, in the history of the big 10. Um, and obviously get drafted uh, second round by the trailblazers, which not a lot of people get to say that, that they, they have that, that has happened to them. Um, and then, you know, you obviously have had a really successful pro career overseas but it all started. I guess. I guess to start this, we got to start with the man that started it. Your, your father, Keith, and you know he, he had uh, spent some time. I think sixteen, seventeen years at Gibsonburg. Oh yeah. And you know the thing about it is, some people um, remember your brother Jake because you know, he had a phenomenal high school career and a great college career. Yes. And people remember that because you go, you got, you guys got down to state in 05 uh, with him on the team. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't remember your older brother, um, he Jeremiah. Was, he was who, pretty good who, as well. <laughs> yeah. He could put that, he could put that ball in the hoop as well. You know, averaging mm-hmm. over 30 a game. He was division uh, four set, co-player of the year, I think with McCants, was it? Yeah. Was yeah. He had 60 and 50 uh, in games his senior year in 99-00. He had over 1,700 points. And not like I said, not a lot of people remember him. What what was it about him that made him a good player? You know, Jeremiah, it's, it's funny. We're all different. Like, not only just different personalities, but, you know, different players, um, different physical attributes. Jake's the crazy one. Like, Jake will play, you know, He'll dive on the floor. He'll run through a wall. Not really Jeremiah and I's type of personality. Um, but Jeremiah was honestly the most athletic out of all of us. Uh, he's the smallest, but he was a phenomenal athlete. And, you know, he could he could really jump. was very quick. Um, but he was he was a very, very good player. And, and like I said, Jake, Jake kind of was that, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. And he's still like that to this day. Um, you know, look at a guy like Kraft who, you know, we've known Kraft, Aaron, since, gosh, he was in like third grade. His dad was my junior high coach at Faustoria from sixth to eighth grade. Um, and his brother, his brother was in my grade and played on the team, was one of my really best friends. Um, so I've known Kraft for a while. And Kraft really kind of learned how he played watching Jake. 
And um, it's just, it's crazy because Jake just, just plays fearless. I mean, he's the guy where, you know, in junior high, when you play your game and you're playing on like the stage and it's like an auditorium, <laughs> you, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You, know, you get a lot of those in, in Northwest Ohio. Um, he's the guy that would like dive off the stage to get a loose ball. Right. You know, like, like that's just, that's how he is. And, um, and I was lucky, luckily I was the tallest and, um, you know, I was, I think I was, I had the most natural ability, I think. Um, and I mean, if you were to ask them, I'm sure they, they'd say the same thing, but you know, with my height and I got a little bit of, you know, pretty decent athlete myself, but, um, you know, having two older brothers and, and my dad and, you know, my mom, my mom and the family who was also a basketball player, um, you know, they, they pushed me really well. And, you know, Jake and Jeremiah wouldn't let me slack off. Um, so we've got some pretty funny memories of, of, uh, high school when I would get yelled at by my dad and Jake on the court. Those were always fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember vi- vividly, uh, had to have been the, obviously the, the, one of the Oh five, either the semi or the final, I think you were kind of bent over at the foul line sucking wind. And I, I just remember <laughs> your brother just yelling at you to, to stand up. You were showing weakness. Oh, yeah. uh, and I, I was like, wow, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> Coach Mata likes to tell the story of it was at the state state finals my sophomore year, Jake's senior year, when I think I like turned it over, didn't catch the ball or something on an out of underneath out of bounds play. And my dad calls a timeout. I'm walking back to the huddle and I have Jake in a one ear just like yelling at me because I didn't catch the ball. And I'm just kind of like, just keep walking. And then my dad meets me kind of like three quarters of the way. And then he's yelling at me. So I got like him yelling at me in my face, my brother on the side and coach Mata like remembers like, yeah, that he can, you know, he's, he's going to be, a, he's going to be a good one. So that's kind of his, his story about me in high school. And I'm like, well, I got that quite a bit, but I deserved it. Now you, uh, so you guys open up uh, your career uh, at Fostoria mm-hmm. and, you know, you scored, 3,208 points. Do you remember who the first point was against? I oh, I think I do. I think our first game at Foster Road was against Port Clinton, maybe? First game it was against Finley. It was? My freshman year? Yeah, Man, you – you, uh, Well, yeah, that, that that's directly, you know, down the road here, I think a week later maybe. Was it? But was you – you you opened up the season with a win over Finley. Your brother had twenty five, and you opened up with uh, eleven points and nine rebounds. <laughs> that's that's how we got the the uh, three thousand two hundred and eight points started. Nine rebounds, I don't, at six, yeah. six probably six five and about one hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> now now, John, when you were in uh, junior high, were you? I mean, far and away the best player most times on the court. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, but I mean, there was honestly, like growing up and especially in AAU, I was never the best player on our team. Mm-hmm. You know, there were other guys who you know maybe were bigger than I was, stronger than I was, and just better than I was. But you know, in high school, I really bust my butt and you know ended up becoming a better player. Well, you guys, um, you guys lose a, a tight game to uh, Willard. Uh, 69-68, and then you play Upper Sandusky, who you beat by one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> which is ironic. Uh, I be- believe uh, the next game, Jake would get his thousand, 1,000th career point on a pair of free throws against uh, Tiffin Columbian. Uh, he had 38 in that game. And then you guys, um, you guys get one. Of, this is your last loss until you get beat in the tournament. You get hammered pretty good by Port Clinton, a team you mentioned. Yep. Um, 95-71. Do you remember these two guys at all? Andrew Lemon and Steve Lonneman? Yeah, wasn't one of them was huge. Well, they had a huge big guy. He yeah, was like a I, I think ten or something like that. he was huge. Yeah, they 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 combined for forty nine that night and you know kind of yeah. run you off the floor. But uh, that game kind of proved to be. Um, the start of a 13-game winning streak for you guys as you guys move forward. And, and after that game, it, it looked like you started to kind of emerge. You had uh, 35 against Bellevue, 24 against Galleon, and then you you have the big night on January 30th of 04 or, or 05. No, you know, 04. Uh, 49 points, 10 rebounds. You tied the school record. Uh, and a 103-89 win over Willard. And a, a guy you – Jake had 33 in that game. And a guy you're quite familiar with, I know, uh, Jimmy Langhurst on the other side went for 25. What do you remember about that night? I mean, you're a – like you said, a scrawny freshman and you you go for 49. Um, You know, <laughs> what's funny about that is I get reminded about that game quite often because I literally live probably like a minute down the road from Olentangy Liberty. And you know who the head coach is there? Greg Nossman. Well, he was the head coach. At oh, yeah. <laughs> so I went and spoke at his camp and spoke to his team, you know, this year. And, you know, I, I see him quite often. Um, and he always tells his guys about that game. And, you know, I remember my eighth grade year, it was uh, Coach Nossman always, he always tells the story of, you know, my eighth grade year, I was at Willard watching the game. And, you know, Nick Dials, very good player, played at Ohio State, played at Akron. It was his senior night. Um, so that would have been Jake's sophomore year. And Willard was kicking our butt. And I remember, I think Nick needed something, another three to break a school record or something. The game was out of hand and Coach Noss put him back in. Not, he wasn't like, he didn't do it, you know, vindictively or anything like that. But, you know, whatever. Um, and I remember... You know, he coming off the floor, Nick kisses the floor and everything. And well-deserved because Nick was a phenomenal player. I remember watching him. I'm like, man, this guy can shoot it. And Noss always tells the story. He's like, I remember your dad in the line. He's like, I go up to your dad. and like, hey, you know, Keith, you know, I wasn't doing anything, trying to run up score or anything. And my dad was like, oh, no, no problem. I got I got one coming next year. Don't worry. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Noss likes to tell that story. Um, but – crazy thing is I, I was playing okay for those first couple games but after the poor Clinton game I remember my dad moved me to the five so up until that point I was playing the four which I was you know playing trailing the ball playing on the perimeter most time well after that poor Clinton go- game my dad put me at the five and then I had 35 that very next game so I was playing on the inside and I was really I wasn't posting anyone up because I was too light but I was just catching the ball and shooting turnaround jump shots and um, I started playing a lot better once I started playing the five. So I think uh, I got to give credit to my dad on that one, switching me, switching me to the five position. Yeah, you know, most people would think, you know, here's this freshman, and if they know you now, 
you know, you had 49 points, but in this game, you only had one three pointer, yeah. which is, you know, kind of, kind of crazy. Well, I to played, think. In, the paint. I played uh, in the paint. I mean, I didn't play in the paint because I usually got pushed out of the paint, but uh, <laughs> I tried to post up and I just ended up catching in like the mid, mid range wing and shoot turnaround jump shots. And I was, you know, I was fairly athletic and tall, so I would just kind of shoot over everybody. Well, you, uh, you guys kept it rolling. You beat Upper Sandusky again. Um, then you go and uh, this is a this is a big game for Jake. Uh, you guys beat Clyde, and Jake had twenty points in the fourth quarter, thirty two for the game. Um, and then on February tenth, you get the big win over Shelby, um, where you had thirty seven that night. Uh, next time out, you get Norwalk. Uh, Jake has another. J- Jake is a. Uh, a stat sheet stuffer as well. I mean, points, he assists, rebounds. I have a scoring record, but he has more state records than I do. Yeah, he had a ton of records. He had almost every record when you guys left Fostoria, yeah. correct? He's Jake was a fantastic player. And you also played with, with – um, and I don't know if we'll get to talk about this guy again, so I'll mention him now. You also played with a pretty talented football player as well at Fostoria, Marcus yeah. Hyde. Uh, Marcus's brother is a Pro Bowl safety uh, for the Bills, uh, Micah Hyde. But Marcus had had himself a pretty Marcus nice career at Michigan so, State so as well. This. If we would have never went to Upper, we would have had – so there was Jake, and then Marcus Hyde was a year older than me, than me. Then Micah Hyde, the one who is a Pro Bowl safety – and then Kraft and his brother would, would have been coming up. We would have had a pretty good team for a couple of years. Yeah, that was the, you know, that was the question I was going to ask you. And, I, and I'll save it till, you know, the end of the, this season here. But, I mean, it, there's a really good chance that uh, you guys could have won the state possibly yeah. in 05 <laughs> at Fostoria. I mean, we good. My first uh, year would go. We just, I mean, you'll probably get to it. We, we ran into a, uh, a pretty good, pretty good pretty, team in the tournament. Yeah, you, you um, as I said, you know, Marcus and uh, this uh, Sam, is this Sam Eckleberry? Yeah, Eckleberry twins. Eckleberry. Yeah, so they they were they were under were, they were underclassmen on this team as well. Correct? Uh, I believe they were Jake's age. Yes. And then uh, so the same night uh, against Claude, do you remember a guy named Matt? Maratori because he went for 37 that night uh for Clyde doesn't that's not is is Clyde a team that you guys I mean I know they weren't in the Northern Iowa League but is that a team you guys played most years or not I feel like we did I mean I I think we usually played them when I was in junior high too a couple times I don't know that's taking it back Well, you guys uh, on, on February twentieth uh, defeat Tiffin Columbia in eighty-one seventy-three. You scored thirty points in the fourth quarter after trailing by four uh, after the third. You had forty-six that night. Um, oh, man, I forgot uh, about that game. You only had two threes in this one as well. So you had one when you scored forty-nine, and two when you scored forty-six. <laughs> Uh, and you needed those 46 uh, to overcut Robert Kisabeth had 28 yeah. uh, for Tiffin Columbian. So that was another big night for you, uh, you know, as a freshman. And then you beat uh, 
you beat uh, Galleon, where you hit, uh, do you recall this game winner, 63-61? Galleon my freshman year? Yeah, it's yeah. You hit uh, you hit a short short corner jumper for the game that. winner. <laughs> like I said, man, you, there's so much to your, especially your next three seasons. I mean, a lot of this is probably a blur. Uh, it's vividly coming back to me now that you mention it, but some of them I've definitely forgotten about. Well, you guys close it out on the 27th of February. You win the first uh, outright NOL title. Uh, when you beat Willard 77-68. This is your first NOL title since the 90-91 season. Uh, you finished the regular season 17-3, and getting a little bit of respect in the AP. You were finished 10th in the D2 AP poll. Uh, you had 29, and your brother had 30 to close it out. And then the, the tournament run starts, and, and I found the tournament run when I was doing some, some research the, just interesting – you guys opened the tournament against uh, Napoleon, uh, who had come into the into this game at two and eighteen, losers of seventeen straight, and uh, you guys were down nine in this game <laughs> and, and ended up coming back. Jake had twelve in the fourth, uh, but you were able to co- overcome the strong two and eighteen Napoleon outfit <laughs> to to advance to the second round. Is our wake um, Yeah, well, you you know, you get Brian <clears throat> the next game. You win. You beat them by five um, to win your first sectional title in ten years. You had thirty five in this game, so you know you're you're off to uh, kind of uncharted territory here. Uh, you know, obviously, you haven't been to the district in ten years, and. Um, when you get to the district, you uh, you get a very very good team, um, Ottawa Glendorf, as we as you mentioned, um, you play them. I believe at oh, Anderson, yeah. Arena, Anderson Arena at Bowling Green. Uh, OG came into this game ranked third in the state at twenty one and one. They had beaten Alida at Ohio Northern coming into this game. Uh, Tim Pulitz had recently passed Tom Heckman as the OG's all-time leading scorer. Uh, Tim would join his brother, Eric, um, who was another outstanding player. And they, uh, you know, it was it was marketed, obviously, as the Deeper brothers versus the uh, Pulitz brothers. But uh, when it came down to it in this game, uh, you guys scored the first 43 points of the game for you and you and Jake scored the first 43 for Fostoria. Uh, you finished with 37, Jake 25, but the other eight guys that got in the game that night only scored eight and their, their role guys outscored you 37 to eight. That was a tough game. It, um, that team was really good. And, you know, I think there was just a lot of, inexperience on, on our part you know obviously with myself and and there was you know like you said it was kind of like the Deeper brothers versus the Pulitz brothers and um you know I, I remember that game was sold out it was crazy there um but yeah I think I think that I think Seth Van Hoos hit two threes out of the eight points you're correct um so it was uh it was a crazy game. I mean, we, we competed. That, that was a phenomenal team. And I think, um, you know, 
we we felt we had a chance to win, but you know they played better than us. That was that's what it came down to. Well, when you look at it, you know you turned them over twenty five times uh, in the seventeen times in the first half, yeah. um, which you know if you ever seen you know any of your dad's coach teams, <laughs> that's you know what you're trying to do get easy buckets at yeah. the other end. And but they shot fifty nine percent from the field and. and Sometimes an Achilles heel for your teams, you got out rebounded 48-23. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously this team goes on to win the state. You know, they overcome an obstacle in St. Vincent St. Mary's that they hadn't been able to overcome when you know, the, the one guy was there for, <laughs> for a few years for them. But uh, they do overcome them. Uh, and they they end up getting the job done at the state. I think they won by 30 points in the finals. Um, so you guys, as I mentioned earlier, you got a ton coming back and your dad had made the comment after this game, um, we're going to be back. You can count on that. Um, it just happened to be at Upper Sandusky <laughs> and not Fostoria. Great stuff there from John, um, Hope you enjoyed episode one of our four-part series, The Chase, uh, featuring John Diebler and his run at Jay Burson's record. Hope you will join us for uh, episode two of the series, where we discuss the 2004-2005 season, which features the Upper Sandusky Rams and their run at the state championship. Um, You know, Fostoria is the uh, 2004-2005 season for Fostoria is a season of what if with eight out of the 10 guys back from a 19 and four season. And you, you keep John, you keep Jake and, and coach Diebler. Uh, it's a, it's a what if, um, obviously it didn't happen because they left. Um, and, and uh, upper Sandusky certainly reaped the benefits of that uh, capturing uh, the state championship that year. But Uh, We hope you'll come back and join us for that. Uh, John provides a lot of great stuff on that season. And um, hope everybody stays well out there. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you uh, episode two.